This is the Sunday Forum here on WMNF, Tampa, 88.5, your non-commercial radio station here in the Tampa Bay area. And I am Patro Mabili, joined by Umiko. We're sitting in for Walter L. Smith this morning. Good morning, Umiko. Good morning, Mobili. It's the Mobili and Umiko show. (laughs) So we want to hear from everybody. Got a lot of things to talk about this morning. Yes, a lot. And one of the main things is there was history this week. Mm-hmm. The black woman, a the black first, woman, the first in 232 years <laughs> has been advanced yes. as a judge to a justice yes. to the U.S. Supreme Court. Yes. Katanji Brown Jackson. Yes. And congratulations to her. Um, very historical moment. Um, yep. When I was watching it on TV, it was just it was amazing to see the first black woman on the supreme court yeah and she was crying and her and biden were hugging each other yeah. it was it was wonderful <laughs> it was it was very beautiful to see what what did you think when you saw it i i was very pleased yeah. uh, and uh it's uh it was eye opening yes. because you know 
I, the fact that she was a public defender mm-hmm. in her professional life, yeah. that's the first. Mm-hmm. That's the first time we're going to have a justice who has that sensibility on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Much yeah. as much, that's more than I can say about Thomas Clarence. I mean, Clarence <laughs> Thomas. And he's in trouble right now, so we might be facing another confirmation hearing soon. Mm-hmm. What because, did he get in trouble for? Well, his wife was supposedly, his, her name is Jenny Thomas. She was mm-hmm. uh, instrumental in trying to get uh, lawmakers to overturn the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. And she was pressing forward. And um, you never know just how compromised her husband is. On these issues, he was the only one who voted, I guess, <laughs> for not doing that. Mm. So, you know, he's compromised by his own wife. And she's some weird right winger that has been causing being a gremlin in politics for a long time. And so well, you know what they're I asking thought? him to resign. <laughs> well, what I thought was great as far as Ms. Jackson was that... Um, but only three Republicans voted yes for her. Yeah. The rest did not. And then when they when they finally announced that she was in, the you saw the Republicans all get up and, and leave. Yeah. Everybody talked about that. It was, um, yeah, I mean, it said a lot. You know, it said that the black power really is becoming just that. We are really coming to the forefront it is no longer about white power or white people anymore. We are finally getting the recognition and mm. the jobs and the attention that we deserve. And creating the diversity everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, we really needed it on the Supreme Court. Yes. And it's going to be facing a lot of issues going forward. Of course. But uh, it's still going to be ideologically the same. Uh, Ms. Jackson does not change the con- the conservative leaning of the court yeah uh she's got a lot to fight you know and she can i she can do it i mean you saw the line of questioning they were doing to her i mean it was ridiculous yeah it was wasteful and she powered through uh, and and everybody complimented on that on how graceful and um professional and just uh, wonderful she was when they were asking her those stupid line of questions. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think they were stupid on purpose. Of course, because they wanted to make her look bad, but right. she didn't. She did very well. Right. Now, if that was me, I don't know how, how I would have <laughs> handled that, but she handled it much better than I would have. Yeah. Like that, so They were trying to provoke her, but yeah. she was used to that. Mm-hmm. And she was prepared for that. And a lot of times she understood that those Republicans were just sitting up there making speeches. They're on the campaign trail and all she had to do was just sit back and listen to their speeches. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, well, really, I mean, and some of the stuff they brought up didn't, that had nothing to do with her. What was that right. other guy who was accused of um, of sexual assault and, and he, when he got on to the Supreme Court, they didn't yeah, do him Justice like that. Kavanaugh. Yeah. I mean, seriously. They let him get up there and yeah. get emotional, show his emotions. If she had done that, she would not have been confirmed. No, most she likely. would have been called. She would have been called all <laughs> types of things, you know. And it's just sickening how our world it is, is. <laughs> when it comes to black versus white. It, it's it, yeah, but but you know what? She she did it. I'm happy. Let's see what happens from here. You know. Right. And I just love her statement in her speech. She said, in my family, it took just one generation to go from segregation to the Supreme Court of the United States. 
Wonderful. So I'm glad to hear her, her yes. parents were educators. And, um, and her daughters were looking on and they were so proud. And any any black yeah. woman, any black girl out there who was watching that was very historical because when they look at her, they could say, okay, she did it, I can do it. Exactly. And I want to hear from young women today. Yes. 813-239-9663. So you could talk with Umiko <laughs> and Mobili about this and some other things, but especially about this. Yeah. Uh, she's going to be facing the issue of abortion on the courts, and uh, they can't wait to, to bring that issue up. Uh, of course. Uh, there's some people who are already testing some of the most draconian laws that were passed in Texas in terms of abortion. There's one woman who uh, self-induced an abortion. She's being arrested. Hello? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, like, what... <laughs> What has what has been going on in our world? Like, what is I don't even recognize the world that we're living in right now. <laughs> I mean, it's just it, it, I, it feels like the twilight zone to me. Because yeah. who has the right to tell a woman what they can do or not do with their body? Exactly. Okay, so you're saying if I get assaulted, I can't get rid of that baby if I want to. That is my choice, dang it. That's right. right. That's right. Isn't it? And ultimately it is. That's what this test but case is. But now they're saying it isn't my choice. They're saying that, but they know it is because they obviously don't have a sense of history. They, they've forgotten that when it, before 1974, Roe versus Wade decision to mm-hmm. legalize safe abortions, women were going into the back alley and getting it. Yeah. Getting it done and right. leaving themselves open, especially poor women have to leave themselves open to some uh, depraved person on a back alley somewhere. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. These women who can't afford it, what are they supposed to do? Right. They just have to sit there and remember that that traumatic time? No. Right. It should not be that way. And rich women or well-off women can travel where states... Yeah. To states that haven't done this yet. Mm-hmm. Like us. We... I'm sure we are going to be... One of the states that are just going to do it, you know, like everything else. But They're trying just to win primaries. <sighs> it's all about the primary election. And I think voters have to wake up to that, that a lot of what's happening is unconstitutional, but it happens because they got the power to do it just to make themselves look good in a primary election to their base voters. But that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. White power, what is that going to do as far as the rest of us? We don't care. I mean, we have a life to live, and women should not have to worry. This is not something that they should have to worry about every day that, okay, now this this traumatic experience has happened to me. I can't do anything about it. Right. But we like, yeah. You know? We'd like to see what the court's going to do about that yeah. going forward, given this conservative uh, drift that is on. Uh, we want to hear from people about that, too. Yeah, 813-239-9663. We do have two callers on the line, so let's get to it. Yeah, go Caller ahead. number one, you're on air. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Mabili. Good morning. Dimiko. Good morning. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm not a black woman, obviously. <laughs> So I want to get out the way. Yeah, I would like to hear um, black women also call in today and give what their opinion is. But I would just basically like to say, because I was listening at the uh, confirmation hearings and uh, the statements that were made, you were right. Number one, uh, we have an elections, elections that are coming up 
very soon. Those were just speeches. Those were just speeches made by people who were trying to push uh, a certain uh, agenda. Mm -hmm. And one person I would really like to focus in on, and no, it ain't Ted Cruz. Uh, (laughs) I I don't get a guy like him. I don't get him. Uh, Lindsey Graham, you voted for her. I believe he voted for her two times for one um, appointment for her to be on and then the last appointment that we she was on, he voted positively for her to be on. But now, uh, for this one, he wants to bring up all of these fearless allegations against her, no proof right. whatsoever, and just sitting up there making speeches. And then even, uh, excuse me, y'all, uh, I don't have nothing against white folk, but the redneck in him came out. <laughs> Y'all, and all this inarticulate talking and all this kind of stuff and fake being mad. I, I don't yeah. get that. I don't get, but Billy, I don't get people, you, you only go through this life one time. We know this. Mm-hmm. You want to go, Miss Miko, you want to go through this life harboring bitterness and hatred in your heart. And give me a definition. Why do you hate black people so much? Why do you have this angst against black people? Just tell me. No, ain't going to be no reply, no shouting, whatever. Just explain to me why. What is the problem? But, hey, guys, y'all have a wonderful yeah. <laughs> wonderful morning. <laughs> I'm going to get out the way. I would like to hear some more black women call in and get what they think. And congratulations to Ms. Katanji Brown-Jackson. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jurist, yeah, to you. Mobili, maybe you can explain to me, what is this angst that many white folk, you know, like, he's gone now, Strom Thurmond. What is this angst against black people that you have? Yeah. Okay, guys, have a good have a good morning. You too. Thank you. So, Mobili, you want to answer that question? Well, <laughs> what do you think? It's hard to explain. It's just that I think that there's this, there's this, Fear of change. Mm-hmm. They, 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 that's the whole definition of conservative is they don't want change. Right. They want things to stay and remain the same mm-hmm. because they have power. They have power right. in the past and they want to maintain that power. I think that's also behind abortion. I think that whites think that <laughs> they are so insecure. They think that if there's too many white women who abort their babies, they're not going to have the power. They're not going to have the mathematical numerical power in this country anymore. I agree. I mean, I think a lot of them know that the more that we are being seen, heard, getting these jobs that particularly are for the the white person, the more that we are coming into our own, we're going to be powerful. And they don't want that. They want us to continue to be weak. They want us to continue to go to them for everything. They want us to continue to beg for things. We are not doing that anymore. We are fighting for our place in this world. And it's about time. I mean, because it is just a struggle every day to wake up and be black. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is a constant struggle. And so for somebody like Miss Jackson to be able to go on to the Supreme Court is a phenomenal thing. Right. 
It's a and, beautiful thing. And for me, especially that she's a public defender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, that's just important. Right. We got any more calls? Yep, we got uh, another call. So, caller, you're on air. Hey, first of all, I want to say that this program is the kind of talk show, call-in show, that should be on prime time of WMNF and used to be, and I hope station management is listening, because people like myself, who used to give a whole lot of money to WMNF, now the only show I listen to anymore is yours, because yours is locally produced, it's progressive, it's intelligent, it's informed, and the hosts have an authentic sense of the real oppression and systemic insanity of America, and they let the callers also express themselves, which is, I say, I know you can't comment because it's your station, but I can say it as a person who's given a lot of money. This show is a model for the other shows to follow, and it should be on weekdays in a better time slot if you guys can coordinate it with your schedule. So thank you for having this. Secondly, I describe myself as an old white man. And even though I'm an old white man, I still feel like a lot of people of color feel because I'm a pacifist, an environmentalist, a vegan, animal rights person, a women's reproductive rights advocate, an advocate for the rule of law, and an opponent of gun gun fetishism. And I live in a white, upper-middle-class neighborhood where people still have Trump flags flying from their house to this day. And I am a pariah in my neighborhood Hmm. because I do not spray my lawn with poisons. I do not use leaf blowers. And during the political season, when the Trumpers were running around the neighborhood literally with their guns brandished, all of them yapping about how they were going to eliminate Democrats. Um, And remember, I'm white and they're white. And I'm scared of them. So I can imagine how it feels to be a person of color when this is how they treat me as one of their, quote, own. And another thing I've noticed, and I even had the conversation with the African-American Amazon Prime delivery guy who pulled up the other day, I go out of my way to greet him, and until I found out it was against the rules, he can't accept any. I'll say, I got a cold brew for you and stuff like that. He's like, thanks, bro. But then one day he came, he looked real upset. And I said, what's wrong? He said, one of your neighbors down the street just threatened me. Hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, this is Trumplandia. This is racism central. I said, let me guess. It was that house down there. That's the one that has the Trump flag on one side and the Confederate flag on the other. The owner of the house is an attorney and a rich guy. Mm. So I'll say one last thing. Tie it all into abortion. You all know the history of slavery was to view black women the same way that humans view female cows for their breeding potential. They look at them and say, are they fertile enough? How fertile are they? And black women who refuse to reproduce for the master, and especially if they refuse to reproduce with the master, were put out to pasture, given extra work, less rations, and in some
other people's bodies. It's just all part of the dominant white race. And as I say, I'm an old white man, but I'm not part of that dominant race. Mm. Well, you said it. <laughs> you articulated it well. Yes, and thank you um, for everything you said and, and for listening. We, we really do appreciate it. Thank you, too. Okay. All right, um, we have another call. So, caller, you're on air. You are tuned to the Sunday Forum. You're on 88.5 FM. Good morning. Good morning. I love your program. I listen to you guys every week. Thank you. I such a breath of fresh air. I wanted to say regarding Justice Jackson's vote, I was personally appalled at the way the Republicans treated her. That 47 of them voted against her nomination, even though she's more qualified than the last three appointees, mm -hmm. was terrible. And the way they did it, some of them didn't even bother to get rest to go in and vote. They did it in casual clothes from a different room. And I want everyone out there listening to know our senators, Marco Rubio, and the other one, both were part of that. Rick Marco Scott. Rubio, he's up for re-election this year. And Val Demings is voting, is running against them. And I urge everyone to think about your vote and get out there and vote your yeah. content come November. Yeah. Yes. God bless you all. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, um, next caller, you're on air. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Mabile, Amika. Thank you. This is Ron, and uh, yeah, Hello. some of the people ain't really on the topic about what you were talking about, but I watched that, and the first time I watched the uh, hearing, I didn't watch it anymore because it was just bashing. It just bashed uh, people that are really qualified. And the other thing was, uh, I was watching this thing about Corey Holcomb. I don't know if you like it or not, but you might want to... Watch that in a movie called Alice that just came out mm -hmm. that speaks to what the first gentleman was talking about. Or the second, no, uh, he called after uh, the first gentleman, mm -hmm. the guy. Well, even the guy that just said he's an old uh, Caucasian. Mm -hmm. he, he used a color, but I don't go. That's what part of the problem I keep telling them that they keep on reinforcing a negative stereotype. Mm -hmm. Right. And I wish people would just stop and just say a person, that person, this person. Uh, I used to be a park director, and one of the things I used with the kids to try to destigmatize that mm -hmm. was when, when they say, Ron, the black kid did it. We'd go over and say, where's the black kid? We'd go over to the kid, then they'll say, this is the kid. I said, where's the black kid? They said, this is the kid. I said, well, he's brown. Well, he's light-skinned. I might say, well, he's yellow. <laughs> and so they would be like, huh? I said, well, who told you he was black? My mom. And I said, nah, they don't know. I said, they people... You can't be using colors. I said, that's a person, you know, child, just like you. So that was my way. And to this day, I still try to, you know, put something in the game that's good. So when you hear me talking, it's not of a, from a racial point because I'm brought into this, you know, in racism. There's nothing I could add or take away from it. I'm just pointing out the facts and the variables. And most of the things that we fail to point out are very egregious. Like, uh, and this is no negative to her, but... I saw that she had a, 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 a Caucasian man as a husband. At first, I thought he was from D.C., and he was just one of the high, light-skinned people. But somebody mm -hmm. said, no, he's, I was talking to another. No, he's this. Okay. 
But while he running there like Will Smith and, and slap some uh, uh, Ted Cruz and Lindsey, why? Why he just run up there and slap them? Oh, but, yeah, it would have been a scene. You see know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's just a joke. But I'm saying, yeah. we 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 miss a lot, man. I mean, uh, I try to be Afrocentric. I mean, my cau- my Caucasian granddaddy ain't jumping up out his grave helping me. You understand me? And anybody else that's mixed, they Caucasian descendants not jumping up out the gra- grave helping them. And so. We have to fight that fight for the people that don't know no better and can't see no further than their eyes open because there's a lot of hedonism and hate that's being spread right now. This ain't 1920s or 1930s, but these people acting just like it is. Yeah, right. You you know, you got a man flying just in a private, uh, people up in the outer space to play private. We building something out here that y'all can't envision that you can't even look into that we don't have no business even knowing about. And then you got a man sitting in a community talking about he hates black people in 2020 with Trump as his uh, motto. So it's a lot of twisted sisters as far as I'm concerned. You know, Uh, I, I don't hate anybody. I don't have time for hate because hate don't allow me to find where the love is. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. And our kids need to understand this as well. Why are you shooting up your own persons that could be your brother, your sister? You better watch Alex. The man was uh, sending a brother out to procreate nothing with other women that he was not married to, that he didn't know just for slaves, just to turn them into slaves. And now you shooting your own brother, your own cousin, could be your own mama, sister's child, because you got what, eight? Because they teaching you to hate because a rap telling you he did you, he dismissed you. He, You better turn your page and see who really dismissing you, who really destroyed your mama and your daddy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'll leave you with this here. We have last names. I hate to hear this. Oh, my name, just use her. This time. My name Jackson because I said this. And it only took us one generation. No, you were handpicked because they, 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 this is a social control thing. I'm not taking anything away from her, but it's a social control thing. They handpick who they want in front of us. They handpick our stars. They handpick everybody, and they break them down. And I know this because I heard some beautiful singing women on the gospel show. There should be multi-millionaire singles. Mm-hmm. But you look at it. Why are they not? Because they want to hold them in that place and let them think, oh, this is the space you... Occupied. This is your land. Yeah, she's Don't not Megan the Stallion. Exactly. <laughs> she's not telling women, uh, show them this here. This is what you got to put in their face. This is what you got to tell them. And this is what you got to talk about. Or you can't get there. And you're exactly right, Mabila. It's a whole bash thing. And then how can we feel good when they get them and say, oh, you know, when they get them in court, somebody, oh, you were just nasty. You, you, you're dirty. You're deceptive. You talk, uh, grotesque stuff. And see, they do that. They make them do that. Then they turn around and say, oh, but look at what you do. Look at how you live. Look at, And they're the worst one, really. The people who put them in them places, the people, just like the guy said, if a lawyer did that, if a lawyer was doing that, and they nasty than that. They've been, I've been telling y'all, I'm going to get off with this. They've been robbing people in this state right here, Florida. African-American people, they need to go get a justice department to come in and pull all legal records and get some of these lawyers because I'm telling you, I've studied law far enough to see that once you give them your rights, they can go settle all your stuff and tell you, oh, we didn't do anything because it happened to my son. We saw it. Mm. They'll uh, say, I didn't get nothing for you. And you'll be like, oh, I thought I had a good case. 
Well, that's it. We closed the door. See you. Bye. Bam. Meanwhile, he's going to the bank. Got that money. Got his money. Put it in. They've been doing that since slavery, brother. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Ron, before you go um, on Katanja Brown Jackson. The fact that, I mean, you say she was handpicked and that may be, may or may not be. I know she's the clerk for the current justice that she's replacing. But the fact that she was was a public defender, does that matter in your mind? Does that make a difference? To some extent, it does. Mobile, that could go both ways. You know that because some public defenders are excellent human beings. I can't take nothing away from them, but they are overwhelmed. Yeah, the courts courts do that to them, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you got the undue influence, like the officers running there and looking at him like, we want his head. I've seen it. I want his head. And the public defender just goes, oh. And so, yeah, they have a degree of humility that I think is respectable. Uh, I leave it like that. And uh, thank you for that question because that's a very excellent uh, observation that we we should have. And I think that's why I was happy that she made it amongst all things. Yeah. Because she can look at that and rightly divide, you know, is this just some maniacal scheme they pulling on us and all of that. She can start to decipher that stuff and let us know that's how it's been done. I always want to know how it's been done. Not what's yeah. done to me. You know, they call, oh, you know, he did this wrong. He did, well, how did they get him to be somebody? They, like the Guzman thing. Yeah. You know, all these people coming out, he's a criminal. Why? Because he was going to uh, put Connie in there? Or why? Because you he's not living up to your expectations? Or why? Because he just says, uh, nice, you look good this morning. You look beautiful. Oh, you're harassing me. That, that's a whole different subject. But that's just what yeah. I'm saying. They take you, they put you, like my son, so they put you up. And they take you down. Same people put you up there. The ones take you down. Yeah. Well, what's happening on the Tampa City Council is is interesting. I mean, this is to be the second black male chair they've overthrown. So yeah, we'll see. On purpose. On purpose. Yeah. Their behavior is like that. Their behavior is just why they didn't overthrow that old chief that had the man that wasn't a real police officer that had faked his uh, credentials and was sitting right up under the chief, and he was a Caucasian and the chief. I don't even know if he was qualified when he had him, Benny Holder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So why they throw them out? Because they got their work done. He worked against African-American people, against the communities and everything. So, therefore, he sits in off of Thomas Clarence. <laughs> Ad hoc. <laughs> yeah. So, blessings to y'all. I'll wait to hear some of the women that come in and say some stuff that they need to, and they need to put their foot down and stop playing these anti-social games with people just to get along because their children going to come up and they're going to flip the script on the children. You know, they're going to help them do their purpose and, right. and, and set the record. Then when their children come up, this is being done, then they're taking their rights away from with the same people's children. Those people's children who they slip into colleges and give these degrees to where they're not intelligent. Mm-hmm. And then they come and say, well, we're going to do this to continue to hold back certain cultures, certain races, etc." That's all that's going on in this country. Yeah. Yes. And I leave it like that on the table so somebody else disproves me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the call, Ron. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. And y'all have a good day. You too. That's thank you. Be nice. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, your your thoughts on what he said? No, there's a lot to respond to, but I want to get more callers in. Okay. Right, uh, especially if we want to hear from the women. Yes, please call 813-239. Or is it 239? Two three nine nine six six three. Yes, mm-hmm. please call that number. We would like to hear from the women, please. Okay, caller, you're on air. Hello. Yes. Hello. Uh, hello, uh, Mabili. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Princess Queen. Hi. <laughs> um, my name is Alfredo. 
It's also mentally accountable, among other names. Okay. That I've gotten uh, throughout my life. Um, my grandmother. Um, uh, my name is Alfredo Anthony Gomar Jr. My grandmother, Josefina Rivera. Gomar Gomar Rivera. Uh, she confessed to me or told me in the seventy in nineteen seventy uh, nineteen seventy seven I thought nineteen seventy six, seventy seven. About nineteen seventy eight I think it was. That she had had ten abortions. Wow. And uh you know, I'm in favor of a woman's right to choose, but she abused it, and she was poor. She and she was lived in New York. Do you know the circumstances of her life? Oh uh, well, you know she 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 had married my grandfather when she was 19 years old, but she was an orphan at 14. But she had not. She didn't have much guidance. Right. Now she was. Uh, they went to uh, Guatemala in 1929 when my father was one year old, and uh, he was raised there because she left Guatemala. Um, she was Puerto Rican. My, my grandfather was a Guatemalan, and they had gone there. Because his mother, my grandfather's mother, my father's grandmother, Teresa, she told him to come down, that they would have a place to stay, and that they would have food to eat, and that they were heretics. They were living in a country of heretics. Heretics because they lynched people. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what his... his uh, my great grandmother said, and uh, you know, she left there. I think because there was a. She had told me that there was. A, she was afraid because there was. There was like a revolution there, or something, in Guatemala. There was shooting and shootings and bombings. And uh, also because I believe that my father's aunt, Jesus Chusita, and Teresa did not like her because she was brown-skinned and mm. Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican women were not respected during that era and maybe even to this day in Latin America. All right. Um, because of the so, machismo rule. Uh, they were not respected by women or by men. Hmm. And they were only thought of as a way of becoming, uh, marrying Puerto Rican women to become citizens. All right. But the men in that, in that era would get together with women or have children with women and leave them, like 
that that has happened has happened continues to happen to this day. That men get together with women, and if they have children, you know, in our communities, that is yeah, it's highly yeah, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's so the problem. She, in a way, she's abused. Well, you know, she she uh, she was very libertarian. She liked to go out, and she liked to date. And she liked to go out on, on to dances and dance. And she liked to dance. At one time, she told my grand, my other grandmother, my maternal grandmother, and about her escapades. And um, my grand, my maternal grandmother was Puerto Rican, and um, also, and she did not. She didn't, you know, she didn't, she didn't like what she said. Um, um, my paternal grandmother, Josefina Rivera, um, she was African Spanish from the Canary Islands by way of Ponce, Puerto, Canary Islands by way of Ponce, Puerto Rico, and then Bayonne, New Jersey. Like I said, she was an orphan at 14. She had no guide. So she ended up... She when she she left my grandfather be there because he changed. He was good when when uh, when they were first married, but he when he got to Guatemala, he became very macho, and uh, you know he um, he would drink and, and he would start he was drinking and. Uh, he was for most of his life. He was a he was he was a functional alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, she eventually married again. She married a. Uh, she had she had she had a second son, Renee. My father's name was Alfredo, Alfred, and he they left him in in Guatemala. And they took him to the embassy every year until he was 18. Um, so he came here as a citizen. And then he brought my grandfather in the 1970s, about seven, uh, yeah, about 1969. 19, uh, or 1970. Okay, sir, sir, what's your name? Alfredo. Okay, Alfredo, I'm sorry. We we do have other callers, so... Um, yeah, okay, it, I just wanted to say that I, okay. I'm in favor of the right to choose, the woman's right to choose. Okay, but yes. I, but but, um, but I, I'm not in favor of having more than one or two abortions. Okay. I don't think that's right. All right. well, well, thank you for your time, sir. Okay, uh, next caller, you're on air. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, uh, my name is Margaret in Tampa, and I do want to send something to both of your texts. Do you give your number out? Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we don't over the air, no. You can text it to WMF. WN, uh, yeah. W what? MNF. That's all I have to put in to get it to you. DJ at WMNF.org. You write it. Yeah, you can send it to us by email. 
Okay, W, excuse me, say it again, please. W-M-N-F. I'm sorry, it's, it oh. starts with DJ. At WMNF.org. Okay, just the letter D and the letter J. D is in David, J yeah. is in Jackson. Jackson at WMNF.org. .org. Okay. Yeah. Would you spell your name? Oh, me? Yes, it's um U-M-E-K-O. U M E K O and Mabili. M A B I L I. Okay, thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Looking forward to that. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we don't have any more calls. So, what are your thoughts on what everyone has said so far? Well, I'm just it's curious. It's interesting to see how the Supreme Court yeah. can impact our lives. It can impact our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. And people have stories to tell that you know that the court needs to know about sometimes you know whether it's circuit court or the supreme court Mm -hmm. now i do have an opinion on the abortion thing so i do feel because of what the last caller said i feel that maybe this was done because of you know how certain cultures they they feel have all these babies like of course us you know being black um, the Hispanic population, uh, Indians, the Asians, you know, we are known for having a lot of kids. But the thing is, is see, that's racial profiling because mm-hmm. not all blacks, not all Indians, not all Asians, uh, not all Hispanics have ch- have children at a young age or have a lot of children. Right. I mean, I'm I'm 35 and I do not have any children, <laughs> you right. know, and I did mm-hmm. not grow up like that where I was doing that kind of stuff now I you know most of my friends were doing that kind of stuff they were you know kind of messing around and doing all that and you know I would get teased for being for being uh you know uh, <laughs> a, a goody two shoes whatever yeah. you want to call it a late bloomer whatever mm-hmm. you know but I just didn't I wasn't raised like that and right. so I just think uh you, you know as far as having too many abortions I don't I don't I mean I don't know what to say on that because Obviously, when someone makes that decision, you don't know the reason behind it. Exactly. You don't Um, know the circumstances. Yeah. And you can't just judge somebody. That's the problem in our world. We judge too much instead of finding out the facts. And these old white men who are going around, you know, making all these rules, they're taking us back to slavery time. Right. And it needs to stop. Which is another reason why it's so good to see the diversification on the Supreme Court. Yes. Who gets to deliberate on all of these issues and let us know whether or not uh, Congress is out of out of bounds. Yeah. On some of the laws they're they're passing and Definitely some of these laws coming out of legislatures mm-hmm. are going to have to be looked at. And it's, I'm glad to know that there are women, number one, on the courts. Yeah. And there's a black woman who was a public defender yes. on the court. And now we'll get to, you know, finally hear her speak. But we got two calls on the line. So, okay. caller, you're on air. Hello? Yes, hello? Hello? Yes? Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? <clears throat> good, good, good. You know, uh, when you talk about the the, the court, Cassandra mm-hmm. Jackson. Yes. You know, sometimes, and again, I, I wonder. I think I may have brought this up a little bit last week, but uh, when we talk about qualifications and those sort of things, mm-hmm. and she being 
highly qualified in heaven when they put her experience versus the nine or the the other nine justices on the court as they currently exist. And her experiences um, outweigh or, in fact, are far superior to any of those people who, like I said, who currently serve on this court. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, you, you kind of, when you go back and you hear that, well, the only other person was Thurgood Marshall. Right. Uh, then you begin to wonder, and says, well, wait a minute. Uh, when have they ever had anybody qualified on this court? You know, uh, and, and what is this court? A, a, a good old boys court where you people could just, you know, show up and you can just select somebody and they, maybe they will think of what, know what they're doing. And in fact, we probably have never had anything qualified on this hmm. court. In fact, you, you look at it. Uh, there were people who served on this court that didn't even go to law school. So, I mean, you, you, how can we then talk about qualification when, in fact, what we have here is uh, I wouldn't want to use an affirmative action for I mean, a, a, a good old boy's process that this has been. And this issue of qualification is nothing but an illusion because there has never been anybody that more uh, that uh, or nearly there has been anybody who possessed the credentials that uh, uh, Judge Brown brings to this court. And then if you got to go back to Thurgood Marshall, then you know we can say, well, wait a minute, this 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 this, this, this the you know, qualifications has been just a you know it shows that. Uh, perhaps it is that black folk have to be qualified, and other folks can just show up. Mm. And think, think, just think about that. Like you look at Earl Warren, for example, great justice, but he was a governor of California, mm. and he was a guy who implemented the the internment process for the Japanese citizens and enforced that. You know, and uh, you go back to, you know, to Oliver Wendell Holmes, uh, you know. And, that crowd we talk about uh, folks who supported the uh, uh, slavery and, and or, or allowing it to 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 exist. So uh, I think that uh, people need to get ask the question when they talk about qualifications. When has anybody ever been qualified? Right. And when you look at the credentials of, the, of these people, that's the that that issue is 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 is, 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 uh, is something serious that we need to start asking in this yeah. long term. But I think they've they've uh, built they they built that into their process when they talk about oh well you're a strict constructionist or you are well you're this or that so mm -hmm. that's how they get around whether or not talk about qualified. Well, yeah, yeah, and then you know you have this. Right now, you have this issue of um, textualism. Okay, with yeah. Look at the Federal Society book. It talk about this strict interpretation of the uh, courts. You know, and and Scalia, who really promoted this nonsense, mm -hmm. not well, uh, philosophy, stating that you know there's a 
they want to uh, interpret it to the founders of this country. And he always, he always took it to the founders. Well, when you look at a guy like Anton Scalia, okay, and you look at uh, his origins being of Italian origin and those sort of things, um, well, it, let's look at this. If you look at his origins being Italian origin, when you go back to the founders, I mean, Benjamin Franklin, oh, Thomas Jefferson, uh, John Adams, they hated Italian, okay? They hated Germans, right? They they were very, very, so, I mean, for him to, to, to adopt this attitude that, uh, you know, we were, you know, the, for he, being an Italian-American, to adopt this, this attitude, you know, but it's only based on the fact that when they came to the Italian people came to this country, they were heavily discriminated against. Mm-hmm. Acceptance got them into if you could hate them. A lot of these groups, read the book The Chaos. A lot of these groups learned that if you could hate, you know, the uh, black folks the most, <laughs> you, could, you were accepted, you know. Right, you read, right. read this, that's not me. Just like Isabella Book, he is Isabella Bokerson's book, The Chaos. So when we talk about textual, he's a a founder of textualism, you know, if if if, if uh, the founders ever found him on the court, they'd run him off, you know? Mm. That very concept is anti-Italian, anti-black, anti-Asian, and anti-everybody else that ever wants to come into this country. And yet it's, it's being in, uh, anti-Clarence uh, uh, Thomas. And also yet it's being heavily embraced by folks who that concept again works. As long as he told a line, he's all right with them, well, with the racist. Yeah, you know, you know, that's, that's kind of nonsense. <laughs> we have to expand our, our, our learning. We have to live in a, um, you know what? I, I, I would say, let me short thing to say this, is that when we see Dallas, when we look at, people look at Vladimir Putin and how he treats, how he, how he acts, you actually look at. We have to look at ourselves, and mm-hmm. and, and uh, those sort of it, 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 those sort of. We look at our. We see uh, uh, the the old Jim Crowers in in in, in Vladimir Putin. Except Vladimir Putin is oppressing uh, folks who he believe are a, a thing of a different race, uh, so he can get away with that. Uh, and these are. You know, you know, he has no love for the French and the Slavics, and even though he may be a Slavic in origin, you know, there is a race factor here. But when you add black folk in there, then things change. So let I me mean, look at a guy like Putin. You know, oftentimes he so well, what have we done in this country to yeah. to to other folks? And 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 perhaps it is you you're, you're looking at a mirror image of the, of our of ourselves, and perhaps we will grow up from this uh, event and grow up uh, a little bit and, and and change the nature of how we think about each other and how hopefully we can live together and, and exist together and rather than bring these nonsense apartheid laws right back into existence. Yeah, those right. sort of things. Well, okay. It's for hoping. <laughs> thank I'm you. Hoping. All right, thank you I'm for the hoping. call. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, um, we're, we're basically got to get ready for the news, don't we? Uh, yeah, that'll be at nine oh one. But I guess we could take one more call. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. please.
please uh, make it make it very brief, okay? Caller, you're on air. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I want to say that we have uh, survived so many things. Thank you for Amelia and the Queen for what you do. You're welcome. And from the time that black people have set their foot on this soil here, we have built, we have enriched, we have given and given, we have stood against institutionalized racism, planned AIDS, all these things that we have stood against. But I thank God for what happened on this week Mm -hmm. when they couldn't stop what, I mean, any woman, white, black, blue, purple, brown, should matter. Every woman should have stood and applauded this woman for her brilliance. Mm-hmm. And all that she's bringing to um, such a racist system. It's sad to say that, but she still has an uphill battle to go. And I, I, I applaud all of the white women, brown women who are standing with black women. Mm-hmm. Have a great day. Oh, you too. Thank you for Thank your you. call.